Hello and welcome to the Van Foodster Podcast. I am your host, Richard Wallach, covering the food scene in and around the Vancouver area, across Canada and beyond. This is episode 112 of the Van Foodster Podcast. Happy New Year, everyone, 2023, and we are off on the first episode of the year. In this week's episode, I do a feature on Lemon Fusion Kitchen, recently opened in downtown Vancouver. I talk about some traditional Syrian dishes at her Arabesque Cafe and Bakery on Granville Street. I talk about some plant-based Vietnamese dishes at Viet Family and Commercial Drive. I do a spotlight on Granville Island and some of their food and drink spots. I feature some upcoming foodie events around the city that include Dumpling Fest Vancouver, Dino Festival Vancouver, Hollywood Harvest Food Fair Pop-Up, Lunar New Year at the Dr. Sun Yat-sen Classical Chinese Garden, and Art, Eat, and Sip, Granville Island. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Van Foodster, as well as visit VancouverFoodster.com for everything food in Vancouver and beyond. And let's get on with this week's episode Lemon just opened up about two to three weeks ago up on uh, Georgia Street, 575 West Georgia Street, across from Global on in downtown Vancouver. And they are all about global fusion. So all sorts of different dishes that are fusion. They've got a vast menu from Indian to Mexican. There's pastas. There's breakfast. They are covering the gamut from morning till night. Pretty much every day right now. So something to check out. I have only tried one dish there. I've tried the veggie tali, which was very, very good. Um, I always like to look at it, to try a tali in a restaurant, especially one that isn't specifically Indian, just to see kind of what they're doing on the, in the tali. And it's kind of like a little surprise you get because some of the items, maybe they're standards, and then they'll put on different desserts. They'll put on uh, sometimes different vegetables or different things like that. So here on my tali... Um, the day that I had it, they had the delicious dalmakani. They had the paneer curry, which was like a paneer cheese in it, mixed vegetables, uh, nice, uh, very nice, tasty naan, some rice, a papadam, and gulab jamun for dessert. But I noticed on their Instagram that some of the different desserts they're serving, they can range. They've got different desserts. So you kind of watch for it. You're in for a bit of a surprise there. They have the veg. They also have the meat version. Um, you can definitely do that. Um, and the meat version's got all sorts of different tasty items as well. I look forward to trying the meat version on another to visit. And I look forward to trying some of their other dishes too, because they have some very interesting dishes. It looks very exciting. Watch them on Instagram. You can follow them at lemon underscore fusion kitchen and bar. Uh, so they are now open. And then uh, Arabesque Cafe and Bakery is one of my favorite spots downtown for Syrian food. They are located on Gravel Street, sort of in between Helmican and Nelson. And um, they are open like daily, like long hours. I think they're open to like midnight, at least midnight on the weekends till 2 a.m., something like that. It's quite, it's open quite late. Uh, and uh, you'll find all sorts of different uh, traditional Syrian dishes. The owner told me that uh, he has, you know, whatever you would find in Syria is what you're going to find here. So I was just going to try a few of their dishes the other night and uh, some things that I had not tried before. And one was called the uh, Shwarma Arabi wrap and it was actually a chicken shawarma 
and it was done very differently. Normally, you'd have a wrap and you'd have like pita bread with all the stuff inside. Um, this is not like that. So they've actually got it and they've got it. It's kind of like cut into pieces. It was actually grilled and then cut into pieces. And it's served with their arabesque spice fries, a garlic dip, and pickles. So really tasty. And some ketchup as well for the fries, of course. But uh, very, very tasty. Something I've never had anything like this before. But apparently in Syria, this is what you're going to find. So you're going to find it here as well. I also tried the Mahamara flatbread. And this was made with a walnut, red pepper, and pomegranate molasses. So it kind of looks like a little mini pizza. But it's actually a flatbread. And it's got some very tasty um, uh, ingredients on top. I um, also tried the sujuk flatbread, and this was actually made with uh, spicy beef. And it wasn't crazy spicy, but it had some really good flavor to it. I had the fatouche salad with tomatoes, cucumber, other veggies, veggies topped with um, fried pita bread and zesty sumac. And then for dessert, um, I hadn't had, I've had this before in other restaurants, but not there. So the canefa, it's a vermicelli kind of spun pastry. Um, it's soaked in sweet and sugar syrup. Now it wasn't it wasn't overly sweet and sugary here, which was great. And I had mine with cheese, but they also have it with cream, so you can you can uh, choose whichever one you want to get. And then something very unique to me, I've never had anything like this before. It's called Salab milk pudding. It's actually a hot beverage. It's thick and creamy, enriched in flavor. It's made. It's 100% organic, no caffeine. So when you're having a hot beverage, sometimes you think it's going to be like a latte or with coffee or whatever, and this is not. So it's actually like a. It is a hot drink. It's uh. It's uh. He explained. Owner explained to me that salab is actually a plant that grows in Syria, and then the, so this is made into this milk pudding, but it's actually a hot beverage. So something to enjoy at night, and it goes really good with the canefe. Uh, you can always have it in the morning with some pastry as well. They're a full-on bakery. They're making all sorts of different Syrian um, uh, baking, including uh, all sorts of different kinds of baklava. And uh, so something to check it out. So we are on uh, Gravel Street, as I mentioned, and they're open, I think, from 11 a.m. or 10 a.m. or something like that. You'll have to check Google for their hours and, and go and enjoy it. And here's a spot I had not been to yet. They actually opened last summer, uh, but they've been open about seven months now. It's called Viet Family, the vegan house. It is all about uh, uh, Vietnamese plant-based eats. So um, great to see that, um, that you don't see. There's a few around the city, but um, this one's a little bit different. They are kind of serving more traditional um, items that they would have back in Vietnam, but it's all plant-based and it's all made in-house. So that was really exciting. I got to try a few different things there. It has a beef foot broth. Now, of course, there's no beef in it. Um, it's actually um, vegetables and made into this broth, and they, they uh, cook it for 10 hours every day. So it has some really good amami with it. Uh, just, just really, really flavorful. And um, and you get there was also it comes with their noodles, I believe. But I just had a, just the broth because I just wanted to taste it, and it was very good. And then I had their curry laksa noodle. This is really, really spicy. So it says spicy on the menu, and I thought, oh yeah, spicy. I can take it. That's really not a problem. A little bit of spice for me, it's okay. Actually, it was way too spicy for me. It was like right. I just I first sip, I was like, oh my god, I can't get through this. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I love the flavor of it. I love their um. They have the um. Vegetable, the tofu inside, vegetables, and the, the spinach noodles, which they make, which are really good. But really, for me, um, whoa, I was just like, this is way too spicy. So for anybody else who loves spice, this is your dish. It's uh, definitely, if you like spice, you're going to love this. I love the papaya salad, though. This was a refreshing salad, and I didn't realize, because you're eating it, and I never, I always have this with a beef, you know, beef jerky kind of thing in this kind of salad in other restaurants, and it didn't even occur to me until I finished the meal that, 
oh yeah, these actually was this actually wasn't beef jerky. It was a vegan beef slice, and it was like mimicked to be exactly the same. I didn't even realize it at all. But very tasty with roasted peanuts, fried shallots, chili fish sauce. Really, really good. Uh, caramel spare rib spice. Uh, this I've never had anything like this before, but this is also plant based, so it's like kind of to give you an idea of if you're gonna eat spare ribs. Um, this is a their caramel version. There's no caramel you'd find that in uh, Vietnamese cuisine, uh, but it's vegan, so it's done with their caramel sauce. Very tasty. It comes with a purple sticky rice. Very very good. I'd have that again for sure. So check them out. They are on Commercial Drive. You can find them. Um, just Google it and look for their hours. I know they are now closed on Wednesdays, but I think online it doesn't actually say that. So uh, just be aware of that. They are now closed on Wednesdays. At least they said through January and February, and they may reopen for seven days come spring. So uh, Gravel Island has got a lot going on, and they've had a lot going on for many, many years. But there is one thing to note that people are, I don't believe most people are aware of in Vancouver yet. There is about to be a new market extension to the, bank, to the Gravel Island public market opening up. Uh, it took over, it's or taking over. There was a gigantic parking lot across from the market that has been closed. They are in the process of building construction, converting that whole building to a new marketplace. So it'll be a food marketplace with vendors. Um, from what I understand, it's quite an ambitious project for Granville Island. It's very exciting. If for people who have been to other cities around the world, like the Ferry Building in San Francisco is one of my favorites. You have all sorts of different food vendors there. It's going to have a similarity feel to that. Of course, it's not exactly right on the water like theirs is, but it's going to have a similar feel. Um, I asked them how they're actually going to fill it with the producers, and they said they have a gigantic waiting list of um, food producers that want to go into the Granville Island public market. So um, there'll be no problem filling this, and um, I'm not exactly sure when it's going to open. I, I thought they said it was going to open by next summer or later this, this summer, but I... I'm not sure. So I probably have to guess eventually Granville Island will update the website and put that information there. But it's very exciting. It's, it's probably going to double, almost double in size, the Granville Island public market. So it's going to have a lot a lot more going on on the island now um, then than it does now. But it's certainly going to bring a lot more people down to the island. So uh, get ready for that. Uh, but I want to talk about some places in the market on the island that I love. And there are so many food and drink spots, and I'm not going to name them all. It's just some places that I love that I do go to fairly often or or are involved in my events and that and that kind of thing. So um, the first one is called Bon Macaron, and I've known them for a long time. We've done a lot of stuff together over the years. Um, they had opened up a retail spot inside the public market. I, I'm not sure exactly how many years, maybe five years ago or, or so now. Maybe it's been a little bit longer. But um, there they're specifically featuring flavors of um, and collaborations with other market vendors. So you'll find all sorts of different flavors there that are made um, with um, other products from the island uh, vendors. So that's really exciting. You, you'll go in there. But they also have a production uh, facility on Ground Island that opened about two and a half years ago during the pandemic, beginning of the pandemic. This is over on Cartwright Street. It is near Performance Works. It's a building next door to Performance Works. Performance work. It is open to the public. So if you want, you can actually head on over there, uh, walk over there, and um, they have a little uh, shop inside where you can buy some macarons. But you can see them at work. You can see all the uh, pastry chefs at work making up the macarons. They have uh, workshops in there now. They have classes. They're, if you have a team that you want to, or you know, team or staff building kind of thing that you want to do, and you want to have uh, uh, people out to your uh, class or people take part in a class, they have it there. So they're putting on classes like all the time. So very very exciting. So check out Bon Macaron. 
on Grand Island in their both of their spots. And then uh, this is new. The Preservatory Toast Bar had opened up in the Gravel Island Public Market. It's owned by Lee Murphy and her husband. And um, you'll know them from uh, their uh, Vistaro Farm out in Langley, where they make, where they grow like everything. And then they make this amazing walnut wine. It's one of my, definitely one of my favorites I've ever had, walnut wine. But anyway, so uh, then they also make preserves. And they've been doing preserves for many years. And she's got a cookbook out. Very exciting. And they have just opened up this toast bar. So it's called the Preservatory Toast Bar. It's right when you enter the Gravel Island Public Market across from JJ Bean Coffee. Um, they've got all the preserves for sale in jars there. And then they're doing all these different toasts. So they're using uh, Terra Breads and um, they're featuring all sorts of different uh, toasts like ricotta and, and one of their preserves. There's different things there. So you can definitely check it out. It's a fun idea. Um, they've been very, very popular since they opened, and uh, so the one thing you want to take a look. South China Sea is also in the market. I did some stuff with them this past year. Um, I did a lot of cooking adventures and things with them, and uh, they've got products like all sorts of Asian products and things that I cannot find. Like there was a, there, I, I got some several products from them, and I was doing a lot of cooking, and um, I wanted to replenish some of the products around the city, and I actually couldn't find it. Like very hard to find kefir leaves around the city, uh, but they've got it there. Um, and then uh, palm sugar. This is actually really hard to find. I don't know why. Like it should be should be kind of common. I went to TNT. They didn't have it when I wanted a replacement. But uh, South China Seas has it. So if you are looking for these kinds of ingredients that you are using in your Thai cooking and your other cooking and their Asian ingredients, South China Seas is your spot. And uh, they've got a great setup in the market. You can just go in there and you can purchase stuff. Kazirak Deli is in the uh, food side of the market. They're actually been there for 28 years. And I only until recently... In the fall, I finally had a chance to eat there. I can't believe I actually had never had been there before. It's such a crazy thing when I'm in the market all the time. But anyways, they do a great job with sandwiches and stuff. But their um, pierogies are delicious. Their sausages are delicious. I tried a bunch. I had their currywurst. It was very good. Um, and I understand they are up to something. They have got something new coming out very, very soon. So keep an eye out there. So we'll talk about this once uh, they get it off the ground. But I was just sort of tipped off. There's something new coming up from Kazirak very, very soon. Uh, stock Market in this is doing soups that they've been doing on for many, many years. That's like the spot for soup on the island. They've always got lots of stuff. And I love, you know, a lot of tourists go in there and they just get a cup of soup and that kind of thing. But I like to go and get their uh, bags of soup and then just take it home and then have it when I'm actually cooking at home. When it's sort of rare these days. But when I actually am cooking... At home, I like to um, have some of their soups. They're, they make a really good African peanut soup. And um, I like to have that and cook that at home. So you can definitely check them out. Uh, Terra Breads, of course, in the market, as I just mentioned, uh, they are actually supporting, so they are supplying um, breads to um, Preservatory. But they make incredible bread. They make all sorts of different cookies and things. They make this amazing grape bread. Everybody will talk about that. It's one of my favorites around the city. They've doing phenomenal job for many, many years. So you can check them out when you are in the market. Kasama chocolate. Now, so this is really interesting. So I had learned about Kasama a few years ago, but I didn't really know so much. And what I never realized though is that they actually produce their chocolate on Gravel Island as well. They are located in the same area where Bon Macaron is, right next to Performance Works. They have a huge production uh, kitchen there where they're producing their chocolates and they're doing such unique chocolates. It's just really, really exciting. Um, when I was in Seattle back in September, I was down at a Filipino um, coffee shop. And while I was there, I was just browsing around while I was waiting for my coffee. And uh, I saw Kasama right on the shelf. So their their chocolate is there. They actually are selling throughout North America now. You'll find them in stores across the United States. 
as well as you can purchase online. So if you are listening to this podcast from somewhere in the U.S. and you are interested in getting cassava chocolate, you can just order from them online and they will ship it to you. So Kasama, uh, there's a made of four partners and uh, four friends that had this idea of making uh, chocolate and they're using um, the cacao beans from the Philippines. So there's a connection there of a, a plantation in the Philippines and uh, they bring their other cacao beans in from uh, Philippines and they roast it all. It's all being done here on Granville Island. So from it's basically bean to bar chocolate and they're doing incredible work. And they also have drinking chocolates, and I just had to try. I just had a chance to try that recently. A drinking chocolate was very good. They are in the Vancouver Chocolate Festival, which I'm not producing, but I am very aware of this. Uh, they are in the Chocolate Festival that comes up. I think Hot Chocolate Festival starts January 14th, but uh, watch for that because they are in there, and I'm sure they've got something exciting to offer. Off the tracks, Bistro and Cafe, another one has been there for many years. They're down Railspur Alley, and they are making up all sorts of baking. Everything is done in house. You've got baking. Uh, from morning through the day, um, all sorts of different uh, items. You've got full-on coffee bar, uh, espresso beverages, teas, all that kind of stuff, and sandwiches. So there's a lot going on there. Check them out. And they have a beautiful patio. I mean, of course, it's not open right now, outside patio, but uh, come spring, you'll have a chance to re-enjoy their patio um, right outside in front of their cafe. Um, Artisan Sake Maker is also located on Railspur Avenue, or Railspur, I guess it's Avenue, Railspur Alley, I guess, um, right near them. And uh, they've been doing sake for many years there. They're doing all sorts of other products as well. And be featuring an interview with um, uh, Masa, who's the owner of uh, Artisan Sake Maker, coming up on a future episode here. And uh, lots to learn from them. They've been doing a lot of things. And they actually are doing a lot of stuff in the Fraser Valley where they're growing their own rice for their sake locally, which is a fascinating uh, feat. So we'll talk more about that. But you can definitely head on in there and try their sake. You can buy bottles of their sake when you're there. Uh, Granville Island Brewing and Tap Room. Been around for many years as well, and it's always busy. So that's definitely a place to check out. And of course, most people have probably, if you love beer, you've been you've had their beer before. They've got the winter ale already out right now. A lot of different beer offerings you can purchase from their store. Um, or you can just head on in for a bite. They have grilled cheese sandwiches. They have all sorts of different uh, food uh, dishes throughout the day, and uh, you can get beers as well. Vancouver Fish Company, um, another great spot on the island, a full-on restaurant. I've been there many, many times, and um, I tried a lot of the different items from them last spring, but uh, definitely do for another visit. Vancouver Fish Company is a great spot for seafood, um, all sorts of different fish dishes there. Elementary of Mexicana, another new spot. This had actually opened up during the pandemic. So they're probably about a year and a half now. Maybe I want to say maybe a little bit longer than a year and a half. Um, but uh, they're doing a phenomenal job for Mexican fare. Um, a lot of great dishes there. So um, definitely want to check them out for lunch or dinner. And then Origins Coffee, they've actually more of a supplier. So they're Origins Coffee Roasters. They've actually been on Grand Island for many years. And they're supplying retailers and cafes throughout BC, if not further. Uh, so that's just something to know if you're ever down on the island. They actually are coffee roasting, but I don't believe they're actually open to the public for uh, for uh, coffee itself. You'd have to go to one of their um, the, the cafes. You go out of their website, Origins Coffee on the website, you'll see which cafes carry their coffee. Dockside Restaurant in the Granville Island Hotel, same thing's been going on for many, many years. Always doing great, great uh, fare. Great food there. You open breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They are also in the Dine Out Fest of Vancouver coming up very, very soon. So watch for that. Uh, you'll see that 
that uh, I'm just about to talk about Dino Vancouver, actually. So and when I talk about it, you will know. But a dockside restaurant in the Grand Island Hotel doing great offerings. Uh, Popina Canteen, I love their puff cream. I mean, they make all sorts of other things, too. They make fried chicken sandwiches, all that kind of thing. But the puff cream is actually very, very unique and different. You don't find that around the city. I really like that. They're located outside of the Granville Island Public Market on the west side. And then JJB and House of Coffee, you cannot go wrong. It's one of my favorites. I'm Every time I'm in the market, well, not every time, but anytime I'm in the market when I'm looking for coffee, I head over to JJB and Coffee. So that's a great spot. Been there for many, many years. So I want to talk about some upcoming foodie events uh, that are happening in the next couple of weeks. There are actually a lot of food events happening around Vancouver in the next few weeks, but I'm only going to touch on a few of them because I can... Otherwise, we'll be going on for hours and hours of all sorts of foodie events. But there are some great ones happening around the city. Um, I've got the uh, our next uh, Dumpling Fest boat to happen on January 18th. We're almost sold out. Uh, please get your tickets very, very soon for this event. It's running 5.30 and 9.30 p.m. Uh, running through East Vancouver, right over to the west side. And it is featuring uh, Crab Hot Lao. It's a northern Vietnamese restaurant. We are featuring ZNW Shanghai Kitchen, serving up Shanghai needs dumplings, Arabex Cafe and Bakery downtown, serving up um, Syrian dumplings. It's going to be very interesting there to see what they come up with. Uh, Lemon Fusion Kitchen is doing a global fusion, and Hype Chocolate Company, we're for a very exciting surprise, dessert surprise coming from them. Which is dumpling related and it's going to be a lot a lot of fun so if you want to join us for this event get your tickets through eventbrite you can get them right now dumpling fest vancouver um right now through eventbrite and it is coming up on january 18th uh dine out fest vancouver i just mentioned they are running this year january 20th to february 5th there are a lot of restaurants from what i understand i believe it's going to be the most restaurants they've ever had in this festival it's over 350 restaurants that is a lot. So, I mean, there is no way you're going to be able to eat at 350 restaurants in two weeks. So you're going to have to really pick your pick your uh, restaurants that you want to try. And I always say, like, you know what? Try something new. Don't go with your usual restaurants that you usually go to. The idea of the festival is to try something new. Go to places that you've never been to before. Go to places that you're really curious about. Like, there, I mean, I haven't seen the list yet, but once I do, usually when you see the list, you're like, oh, I've heard of this, but I've never been there. This is your opportunity. Do it. Book it. But be careful when you book, because what's going to happen, this happens every single year, is people will book the weekends, and they'll book, um, like, Fridays, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, whatever, really fast. So people make these reservations, and they eventually start changing, but it can get really complicated for people so i suggest you do this um if you have a if you've got kids you need to find a babysitter find that go out on a weeknight but go kind of like you know monday tuesday maybe you're okay the rest of the time i just go with a different time i would either go earlier or late and and then i think you're gonna have no problem finding these restaurants and so sometimes the restaurant the popular ones will go fast but that's the thing don't pick the popular ones pick something unique and different and just keep this in mind when you're doing it because I think you'll be in for an eye-opening experience of finding some new exciting restaurants that you're going to love for the future. But anyway, 350, they are opening reservations on January 11th. So watch the Dine Out Festival Vancouver website, January 11th, coming up in a few days, and um, make a reservation. So in addition to Dine Out Festival Vancouver, of the restaurants, there's a whole bunch of foodie events, really exciting events. I am actually putting on one of them. It's called Art Eat Sip Granville Island. I'm going to talk about that momentarily. 
very exciting showcase of Granville Island, and uh, we are doing that on January 25th. But there are other foodie events happening throughout the entire two weeks as well that you may want to take a look at. Here is something really exciting. This is something brand new. It's called Hollywood Harvest Food Fair Pop-Up. It's happening on Saturday, January 21st in the daytime. So it's actually at the Hollywood Theater on, on Broadway from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's free admission. This is a really exciting idea. Um, it reminds me of the Hawker's Market from many years ago, but uh, it's an inside market. So perfect for winter time. It's our you know very wet weather but um this is a great idea and it's bringing together a lot of food trucks and different people so you're gonna find there this is really uh this is great you're gonna find nuba you can find juice truck elbow patties which are amazing wild thing hype chocolate uh, jumbo suya sam's pie and then food trucks and food trucks a uh, golden era burger and you find crack on but dank mart and dope bakehouse pastry culinary collaboration with nemesis coffee uh, writing out the delicious offering. So all are welcome to attend this, all ages. Um, of course, you, you'll be down there to purchase all these different items, but uh, it's a great idea and a fun idea to start off the new year. And then uh, we've got uh, Chinese New Year coming up. So Lunar New Year is running is coming up on January 22nd. It's a little earlier this year than usual in the years past, I believe. It is the year of the rabbit. You're going to see a lot of celebrations around the city, a lot of celebrations to do with uh, rabbits, of course. Uh, but this is actually a fun idea as well. It's coming, it's happening at the Dr. Sun Yat-sen Classical Chinese Garden in Chinatown, January 21st and 22nd. So it's running for two days. And they've got all sorts of different um, uh, entertainment happening throughout the day. Uh, look at their uh, website for more information. They've got it actually all listed. They've got all the performers listed. And then they've got some food, and you're going to find food by uh, dumplings by Dickie's Dumps, which are really, really good. Uh, Noisette cookies by Olivia. Uh, Tang Yuan by Black Hole Tummy. Single Origin Teas by Tikan, and um, all sorts of different other things happening there. Uh, look for that January 21st and 22nd. And then, as I just mentioned, Artie and Sip Granville Island is a showcase of Granville Island food and drink and art. And we're very excited to present this with Dino at Fest Vancouver. Coming up on January 25th from 6 to 10 p.m. Tickets are on sale now. Get them through Eventbrite or get them through the Dino Fest Vancouver event section. So if you go to the event section, the events page, you will find our event list there. January 25th, come and join us. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of tasty fun around the island uh, as we feature all sorts of different um, beverages, producers, um, food producers, and artists so many of the artists of the island are participating in this event so it's gonna be a fun night january 25th again 6 to 10 p.m you get tickets through eventbrite or through the uh, dino fest vancouver events website thank you for listening to this week's show Tune in to the next episode next week to hear more interviews with chef and cookbook authors as well as other features. Please tell your friends about this podcast and have them subscribe to the Van Foodster Podcast and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and Amazon Music to hear my weekly show covering the food scene in and outside of Vancouver. <laughs>